something you need to keep in mind. Either you know him or you don't. Either you have salvation or you do not. So let's go to verse 1. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. So here uh, we, we have the Pharisees coming forth, and they bring this woman, humiliated uh, this woman before uh, everyone, and um, they they, they want to know, you know, they're going to ask him, what, what do you think about this? Uh, something I want you to see right off the bat here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where's the man? Where is the man? Uh, keep in mind, even the world has a, a saying, it takes two to tango. But here you notice they brought forth only the woman. Let's go to verse 5. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. So we learn here that uh, the reason uh, that they are bringing forth this woman was that they wanted a, a, a reason to accuse Jesus. Now keep in mind that Jesus uh, had healed a man on the Sabbath day and the Jewish people were not happy about that. Uh, you remember the man, it was that pool of water that was stirred by an angel, and uh, the Lord came up to that man and asked him if he wanted to be made whole, and he told him to take up his bed and walk. And so that man walked, and the uh, Jewish people, uh, they basically went berserk because they say, this is breaking the, the law, you can't do that. This is the Sabbath day. So Jesus showed them that he was Lord even over the Sabbath day. He's, he's greater than this Sabbath day. So here now they're coming, they're, they're looking for a reason uh, to accuse him. So they bring this woman forth. They say, we caught her in the very act. As I said, no man was present. Where was the man? Where was the guy? So um, Jesus stooped down. Okay, he, he didn't lance at him at first. He, he just stooped down and, and, and wrote on the ground. And the more they asked him, he just kept writing. And... Uh, then he said to them, He that is without sin, let him first cast a stone at her. Keep in mind that uh, uh, Exodus 20, 14, that's one of the commandments, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. So let's go to verse 8 now. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst when jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman he said unto her woman where are those thine accusers hath no man condemned thee she said no man lord and jesus said unto her neither do i condemn thee go and sin no more powerful so I want you to see that the scriptures don't let us know exactly what the Lord was writing on the ground. But I, I will tell you this. We do know that whatever the Lord was writing had to do with the sins of those men 
who brought this woman forth, the, the men that were standing right there before Jesus Christ. Why? Because it tells us that they were convicted by their own conscience. It's powerful. So whatever the Lord was writing on the ground, whether, whether he was writing the actual commandments or the actual sins of each individual who was there, we really don't know. But we know it had to do with their sins because how could they, why would they be convicted? You see that? So, so, so the, they're coming forth with this accusation. They're bringing forth this woman, humiliating her before all. And now the Lord is letting them know that he knows what their personal sins were and beginning at the eldest now uh, there's a good chance that when he started to write he started with the oldest uh, person's sins one by one he was probably writing those things on the ground and they're reading that now he made sure that that's what they saw he didn't even talk they're looking at that and their sins are being revealed oh yes that's exactly what was taking place remember the woman at samaria uh the, the woman of samaria at the well and and he, he said, go call your husband. She says, I have no husband. And he told her, you answered correctly. You answered truthfully. You've, you've had five husbands, and the man you're living with is not your husband. So what we learn here, folks, once again, is Christ knows everything. He knows everything about you, knows everything about me. He knows your sins. You can't hide from him. Uh, oh, yes. So, you know, this woman was caught in adultery. Uh, they were demanded, uh, uh, demanding that she be stoned to death. You know, now, can you imagine if the law was in effect today throughout this country? Probably be no stones left, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I want you to come away from this passage noting uh, that Christ knows your sins. He knows everything that's going on. You can't hide from him. He already knows it. But he's merciful. You know, look, look what he said. Where, where are your accusers? And, and she, she said, Is, are there any accusers? She said, no man, Lord. And he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So that's why you should run to Christ for mercy, folks. God already knows everything about you, folks. Oh, yes, he does. He knows everything that you've ever done. That's the, uh, that's the real Jesus Christ. This is why I stress the deity of Christ throughout this gospel. Verse 12, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life he's the light of the world folks he's the one you need we are living in a sin cursed world galatians 1 verses 3 and 4 the apostle paul wrote this grace be to you and peace from god the father and from our lord jesus christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of god and our father did you catch that this present evil world this world is evil folks we are living in darkness it's heading for destruction take a look around you everything that is happening around you uh it's unbelievable folks the days are dark and they're going to get darker oh yes you need the light of the world this is the one you need it's it's time to turn to the lord before it's too late Verse 13, the Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, 
Though I be a record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. Now basically, what, what the Lord is saying here, folks, he's saying my record, my testimony is true. He says, yeah, I, I, I know whence I came and whither I go. In other words, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. And um, he's telling them, you can't tell where, where I've come from and where I'm going. He, he knows that they didn't understand who he was. Their minds were, were blinded, folks, by the God of this world. They could not comprehend what he was trying to teach them, what he was trying to tell them. He came from above. He was sent down from above. And he knew that they were not the children of God. There's no question about that. Verse uh, 17. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. So basically, he's telling them, Look, you, you don't even know God. You don't even know God. They're saying, where is your father? They're thinking, they're thinking in the natural, in the flesh. Where, where is your father? He's telling them about his father, but they couldn't comprehend that he's talking about God the Father. Okay? So they're saying, where is your father? He's basically telling them, you don't know my father, you don't know me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. So clearly their minds were spiritually blind to the truth of who uh, Jesus Christ was, that he came down from above. And folks, this, uh, this applies today. You know, when, when people see the name Jesus written down, you know, the, what they're thinking inside is a person that lived 2,000 years ago, you know, maybe did some good deeds. I, I know, you know, I grew up as a Catholic, as I said many times, I had no idea about the true deity of Jesus Christ. You know, in grammar school, we used to sign our papers, uh, had to sign everything at the top uh, with the initials JMJ. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. It's like Jesus was just one of the crowd. You know, do you see that, folks? That's the Catholic Jesus. That's not the Jesus of the scriptures. You know, Mary's not part of the equation, folks. You know, there's the triunity of the eternal Godhead. Mary's not added to that triunity. Don't ever forget that. So, Let's uh, continue as we go on here. Let's go to verse 21. It said, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Wow. So here we have folks, uh, Jesus, he's getting ready to leave the world. He knew that the time was drawing near where he was going to be killed. He'd be crucified on the cross. He also knew he'd rise again. He'd ascend into heaven. And, and that's why he said, you know, I'm going my way. You're going to seek me. 
and you're going to die in your sins. Where I'm going, you can't come. You're not going to come there. And they're thinking, you know, is he going to commit suicide? Will he kill himself? Um, they had no idea what he was talking about. And, and listen to what he says. He says, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Once again, folks, the deity. He's saying, I came down from above. Uh, you, you're from down here. I, uh, I'm not of this world. So, so, folks, this is what he's trying to get across to them. And keep in mind here, in, in the span of four verses, twice he says to them uh, that they would die in their sins. That's what he says. I go my way and you shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That applies not only to Jewish people, but to Gentile people. Hear me now, folks. You know, like 20 centuries have gone by since this uh, was spoken by Jesus Christ. Uh, every man and every woman, whether they be Jewish or Gentile, who never trusted in the Lord, they've never been, were never truly saved and were never truly born again. Hear me now. They died in their sins, folks. That's, that is a fact. That is the truth. And that applies today. Every man and woman, young or old, who dies today without Jesus Christ will die in their sins. This is how important the gospel is. If you die in your sins, you will spend eternity in hell. That's correct. Oh, yes, you will. This is what the gospel is all about. Christ came into the, into the world at a certain point in time, folks. There is no salvation out of Jesus Christ. It's impossible. And that's why he says, if you do not believe that I am he. Actually, he's saying, if you don't believe that I am. That's I am. That's that's the name of God. Ego emi. I am. If you don't believe that, he's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. If you do not believe that, you will die in your sins, no matter who you are. So if you're listening today and you are not a born-again Bible-believing Christian uh, saved, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you will die in your sins. Can you think of anything more serious than that, than getting right with God? My, oh my. Verse 25, Then said they unto him, Who art thou? Or who are you? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. So, you know, Jesus answered the, uh, the question, who are you? He's basically telling them, look, I, I, I'm who I said I was all along. He's telling them, I came from above. Uh, the Father sent me. And they, they keep uh, pressing, who are you? Because the way he was speaking was with such authority, but yet they did not understand what he was talking about. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Verse 28, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. So he's telling them, when you've lifted up the Son of Man, he's talking about his crucifixion. 
And he's saying, when that happens, then you shall know that I am here. And we know that uh, many things happened, you know, at, at, the, at the death of Christ. You know, remember when he died, he cried out, it is finished. You remember the, uh, the curtain, uh, the veil in the temple was cut in two from, from top to bottom, uh, showing us it was God who did it. In other words, the sacrifices uh, were, were to be no more. So many things happened, you know, even after the resurrection, uh, supernatural things happened. And, and he says, then you shall know that, that when you do this, you, you will know uh, uh, what, I'm, what I'm talking about. And that's exactly what happened there. So Jesus was not left alone. He says, I always do the things that please my Father. Okay, and once again, we see a distinction between the Father and the Son. I always do those things that please my Father. They didn't say, I always do those things that please me. You see? He says, I'm not alone. Do you see that, folks? That's why, you know, these teachings, these oneness type of teachings, they're ludicrous. Okay? And so, so here we have him talking. He says, I am not alone. Glory to God. Verse 31, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. So the believer, folks, we, we continue in the word of God. We keep the faith. We keep believing. You know, as I came out of the Roman Catholic system, you know, your eyes are opened up to the truth of the gospel. And, and you know, the, the more you read the scriptures, the more the truth sets you free. You know, you go from praying your Hail Marys and praying your rosary, and then you start reading the scriptures, and you, and you see what? It says there's only one, one mediator, and his name is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. You don't, you don't find anything about praying to Mary in the scriptures. Do you see how the truth sets you free? You learn about the sacrifice of Christ. He said, it is finished. You, you, you read the book of Hebrews. You see, he paid the price in full once for all. Uh, you, then you understand, look, why am I going to miss? The, the truth set me free and said, get out of there. You see, this is the way the scriptures work, folks. And this is why I speak the way I do when I speak about this false unity. Because the ministers who are joining hands with Rome, what they are doing, they're laying aside the word of God. They're telling the people, work with Rome. And, and, and as much as they think they are anointed men of God, they are not. They're telling you to do things that are so contrary to the word of God. Why did the spirit of truth tell me to leave that system? And then you see the people working hand in hand with the church of Rome. They're laying aside the word of God. Oh, yes, they are. And many people will just follow their pastor. You see, so now they lay aside the word of God. That's the way it works, folks. And that's why the church is in the state, in the condition it is today with this counterfeit unity. So you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free, folks. It's up to you as an individual to study the word of God for yourself. Back to John verse 33. They answered him, meaning the Jewish people, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Again, he's stressing freedom. He's stressing liberty found in 
Christ. So, so here they are defending themselves once again, the same where Abraham's seed. That's spiritual pride. It's spiritual pride kicking in once again. Basically, don't tell us what to do with the originals. I mean, the world revolves around us. Who are you to tell us how to be free? They could not comprehend who Christ was, how he was trying to minister to them. They're telling them, look, we're not in bondage to anybody. So now they're in serious trouble. Verse 37, Jesus said, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I've seen with my father, and ye do that which you've seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. So Jesus knew that, you know, in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen, that they were in fact Abraham's seed, but not in the spirit. They were not spiritual children of Abraham. In fact, they weren't children of God. That's, that's exactly what's taking place here. If you remember uh, John the Baptist, let's go to Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 and 9. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat, or worthy for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So the same uh, theme, ladies and gentlemen, John the Baptist was confronting the Jewish people. He called them a generation of vipers, snakes. Yeah, who, who warned you? He says, bring forth fruit. Well, where's your fruit uh, that you repented? And he says, don't go saying you have Abraham to our father. God could take these stones and raise up children unto Abraham. So it's spiritual pride that uh, uh, John was dealing with, and it was spiritual pride that the Lord Jesus Christ was dealing with with his own Jewish people. Verse 41, ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word, ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's where we get the term father of lies. The devil is the father of lies. So in this passage here, the Lord is, is telling the Jewish people, he's saying the devil is your father. That's heavy. This is God uh, Almighty, God in the flesh, talking to his own Jewish people who reject him. Keep this in mind. Oh my. He says, the devil is your father. What? Folks, this is real. This is the Bible. This is, this is the gospel of John. These are, these are not my words. This is the gospel of John. These are words that were spoken by the creator of, of all things. I'm expounding upon this word, trying to explain it to you so you don't get hooked up with any false teaching. Get into the scriptures for yourself. How more serious could this be? 
Verse 45, And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. So the Lord's telling him, look, if you were of God, you would hear the words that I'm speaking to you. God sent the Son. Think, think about that. He says, if you were of God, the words that I'm speaking to you, you, you would be receiving them. That's what he's telling them. He says, he that is of God heareth God's words, ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. My, oh my. Verse 48, then answered the Jews and said unto him, say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil or a demon? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. So he's talking about eternal life there. They're calling him a Samaritan. The Samaritans, uh, they believed uh, differently than the, the Jewish people. It was a mixture, a mixture is like a syncretized type of uh, religion. They, it was like a mongrel religion in their sight. And that's what they're calling him, a Samaritan. It was a, they were belittling him, and they told him he had a demon. They're telling him he's demon-possessed, and Jesus is responding, no, I'm just honoring my father. I don't have a demon. And, and he's telling him, look, if you keep my saying, you'll never see death once again. He's talking about everlasting life. Verse 52, then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil or a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and keep his saying. So, uh, you know, they continue to insist that he's demon-possessed, ladies and gentlemen. He's talking in the Holy Ghost, letting them know that the Father uh, sent him. They, they're basically saying, who do you think you are? You know, and, and the Lord's saying, look, it's my Father. He's the one who honors me. And, and he's the one you say is your God, yet you don't know him. And, and he said, if I said I don't know him, I'd be a liar just like you. That's powerful. So verse 56, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. So that's a classic uh, passage uh, there uh, when the Lord said to them, uh, before Abraham was, I am. That's powerful. What's he saying? He's, he's talking about his divinity. He's saying he, he was in existence, folks, before Abraham ever was. That's exactly uh, what was taking place there. Abraham saw 
Ham, you said that's what they say. You're not 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? Yes, he did see Abraham. If you, you go back to Genesis chapter 18, the Lord appeared unto Abraham. The same Lord Jesus Christ, folks, that I serve today appeared to Abraham. I serve the same Lord. Glory to God. So uh, the Lord says, before Abraham was, I am. That he's, that's one of the names of God. Look at Exodus chapter 3. We'll look at verses 13 and 14. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. So this was when the Lord confronted uh, that burning bush, he went to investigate, and then a voice spoke out of the uh, the bush, out of the burning bush that, 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 that was burning, but the bush was not consumed. So the voice of God spoke forth from that bush, and this is the name that he said to use. He said, look, this is the name, I am, I am. So the Jewish people know full well what that name meant. So when Jesus said to them before Abraham was, I am, this is what he was saying, I am. He's the same Lord yesterday, today, and forever. He's the eternal Son of God, ladies and gentlemen. He's the first and the last. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the King of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. So when he came forth and was speaking to the people, they were rejecting him. They were refusing him. Hear me now. The majority of Jewish people in the world today have that stand. They, they, they do not believe that he is the Messiah. They do not believe that he's Lord. I, folks, I've witnessed to plenty of Jewish people. They do not believe him to be the Messiah. They don't believe that he's deity. It's a laughable thing for them. And yet here we have the word of God, one of the most powerful passages in the scriptures. John chapter 8. Don't ever forget it. Be blessed and have a great day.